the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show coming to you from Palm Beach, Florida. Tonight, I will be in dialogue with Governor DeSantis of Florida. And that, uh, I'll, try, I'll try to make that dialogue available. It, of course, will be recorded. It's a PragerU event. And it's, uh, it's an honor to PragerU that he's coming, and it's an honor to him that uh, we so revere his work here in Florida. Florida is a different state than California. Do you know uh, there, there's no more lockdown in California, and yet I, ha- I more intensely feel that California is awful than I did even in the last two years or the last 10 years. It has become a psychological weight on me to live in California. I have not said that before. The left has destroyed the most wonderful, happy, joie de vivre, free state in the Union. It has ruined it. There is a pall over life in California. If you don't feel it, it is because you like it. There's nothing I can do then. And you feel it intensely. It's fascinating because there's no... Right now, there's not an, a big external example as there was during the lockdown when, this, when I would come here frequently to speak and feel that I was in freedom. Few people wearing masks, kids going to school, monoclonal antibodies available to anybody who wanted them. And, and then in California... The, the, the homelessness, the, the, the crime, the locking out of children from, from schools for two years, the, the taxes on the middle class just for California. I mean, there is nothing redeeming about California other than its weather. Nothing. Hollywood. Oh, we've got Hollywood. That's a reason to leave. I didn't talk to you yesterday about uh, Will Smith going and smacking Chris Rock in the face at the Academy Awards because I've been I've been trying to mull it over and think about it. It's been days, obviously. My initial reaction was st- I'm stunned, which is hard to do. It's hard. It's hard to stun people uh, uh, anymore, frankly. Uh, in the United States, and yet this was stunning. And it was, it was another example of the deterioration of the culture, thanks to the left, and 100% thanks to the left. You know, the public cursing, it began with public cursing, and people thought, oh, what big deal, what a stupid, old-fashioned idea that people shouldn't publicly curse. And then, of course, it uh, it... it went further from there in every possible way. 
And uh, Chris Rock goes over. He demeans the entire process. He has a crappy marriage with a wife who believes in open marriage. It's a brilliant idea, isn't it? Let's get married and screw around with anybody we want. And since we both agree to it, nah, it's not an issue. God, you got to be stupid to believe that. Just stupid. Forget the morality issue. Not even talking morality. Um, As I said, Chris Rock, I meant Will Smith, correct. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again. So uh, he uh, he gets up and he and he smacks the guy in the face, a pretty pretty solid one. And uh, moments later, he gets a standing ovation for winning an Academy Award. <laughs> it, it, it's quite something. You you wonder if it even bothers the people there. I mean, it was there was no racial aspect, so they couldn't pick on that. Can you imagine if a white guy did it? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Just, just imagine. Imagine if a white Will Smith, wife, bald from some illness that she has. By the way, did, did, did Chris Rock even know that she had an illness? Or was he just... A lot of people, including women, some women, glamorous women, some models, shave their heads. Did he know that she suffers from a whatever illness uh, she, she suffers from? Alopecia. Alopecia. I never heard of alopecia till this happened. So why, why do you think Chris Rock heard of it? Was it, was it, was it well known? Anyway, the, these, these things happen. It, it was, it was a, an act. He put on an act. And it demeaned something which I didn't think could be demeaned further, the, the Academy Awards. Anyway, fewer and fewer people watch them. And I just thought, well, how symbolic of the times in which we live. And it's so sad. Kids see adults act in just a disgraceful manner. And who knows, maybe this will start a trend. You don't like what the MC says, you just look over and whack him. Why not? Is Will Smith uh, paying a price? One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Hollywood, where uh, the, the the degeneracy began, perhaps there and the universities. I don't I don't know which which deteriorated first, which, but the, uh, certainly the universities are no more sophisticated. And so it is. United States will now issue gender-neutral passports. Yes, you vote Democrat, there are consequences, my friends. There are consequences. But li- liberals don't know that. Leftists love the consequences. Liberals don't support them. Gender-neutral passport. What does that mean? U.S. citizens will be able to select X as their gender on their U.S. passport applications from April. I have an, from April 11th, I have an idea. Oh, this is to coincide with the Transgender Day of Visibility. All right, that, that may surpass Thanksgiving in, on the left in terms of celebrations. So this is a, a very interesting 
development, and I, I wonder what will happen. I would hope that as many countries as possible do not allow you to enter if your uh, sex is not specified on your passport. The United States is the world leader in degeneracy, and so this may be uh, it may be an interesting moment. I wonder how France will react. France, is, which has a left-wing government, or at least a, a, a liberal left government, and they, Macron has actually said, we don't want wokeism from America. We don't want it. They want big government. They want traditional liberal slash left slash socialist ideas, but the, the cultural ones, the wokeism, they don't want. And I, I wonder, what is a, what, what is a customs official, uh, in, it, it, certainly in a third world country, uh, going to say, when, excuse me, uh, we don't see what uh, sex you are, you, you can't come into our country. We, we, we have men and women in Ghana. We have men and women in Ecuador. We have male and female in Argentina. We don't have X. So I, I'm so sorry, you'll have to check off one of these boxes, but it's probably too late because I don't think you can alter, I'm sure you can't alter a passport unless you get some professional forger. U.S. citizens will be able to select X. The White House announced Thursday. Why it matters. The development is a milestone for Americans who identify as non-binary. Non-binary. There is no such thing, my friends. There is no such thing. It's a left assault on civilization. There is no such thing as non-binary. There is such a thing as identifying as the opposite sex. That, that exists. But there's no such thing as no sex. The White House called it a major step in the president's efforts to expand their access to accurate ID documents. What do you think, folks? Hey. I really do wonder what's going to happen when they show their passport in other countries. Countries that still maintain this antiquated uh, view of life that the human species, like every other species, certainly from mammal up, is either male or female. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here, and the real estate market is hot right now. People are taking advantage of low interest rates and economic uncertainty by investing in real assets. Whether you're a first-time buyer or just looking to make a change, the key to getting the property you want is being pre-qualified with cash in hand. That's why you should contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Andrew and Todd are mortgage bankers, not brokers, so their team takes care of you personally from start to finish. In fact, you'll probably speak with either Andrew or Todd directly. Go online and fill out a few simple questions, and they can usually assess your situation right over the phone. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-1172, 888-888-1172. 
Minnesota and Sherry. Hello, Sherry. Good morning, Dennis. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I have a I have a perspective on this um, Will Slip Will Smith slap, um, and I wonder, you know, the people that condemn the slap. I wonder if they think about that he was defending his wife's condition, her her privacy, um, the fact that she is bald. I read an article um, on Monday morning after this all happened because I don't watch the Oscars, but I, I read about it. Um, and a black woman wrote that the condition of alopecia is is fairly common among black women, and I didn't know that. But okay, do you um, think Will, Will do you think that Chris Rock knew it? Maybe, you know, if he wait, if you wait, man, if you if you didn't know, oh, oh, because he's a black man, he might know that he's a black. Well, because that black women are disproportionate. I mean, okay, go on. Well, he he, he has a mom. Um, he probably he may have sisters. I don't know if he has a wife. But regardless, um, she she was bald. He didn't just like slip it in one time through a sentence and then keep going. He came back to it and he went on about her doing the GI Jane look. Um, and I just wonder. I, I I go back and forth because. And I don't. I'm not sure that. He By the way, have. even I, I have to say, it, it's a joke. Even if he knew she had alopecia, she's a very attractive yeah, I, woman. G.I. Jane was a very attractive woman. It's Hollywood. Yeah. He's a comedian. Yeah. If you're going to get slapped exactly, every time, every time. Right. You, 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 so I that. All right. Okay. So that's that's my reaction. It, it would have gone on, and nothing nothing would have been thought about anything. It's not like he he was mocking a a woman uh, who who had a mastectomy uh, because of uh, because because of cancer, breast cancer. I mean, it, it's it, it's like nothing. It's, it's a nothing thing. Nothing burger is sometimes said. He did it because I mean I I suspect. Okay, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not him. Maybe he doesn't even know. But from all reports, and I read a lot about this because I was curious. It's a, it's a very awful thing to have done. It's never been done in, what, 75 years, 80 years, 90 years? Aren't they approaching their 100th anniversary of the Academy Awards? Nobody's ever done this. How, how many people are, are made fun of in, a, in an okay way? She wasn't made fun of about her looks. Ann Coulter was made fun of. If anybody ever deserved the slap, it's the evil people who mocked Ann Coulter at her, at her roast. It wasn't even her roast. That was malicious. That was truly malicious. This wasn't malicious. From what I read, if it's true, it's true and, and relevant. And if it's not true, I'm sorry that I'm reporting it to you. But they have an open marriage. She's the one who's the advocate of it, apparently. And it's not doing all that well. So here, I'm, I'm going to show you. Uh, I'm going to stand up for you. Okay. I mean, look. Then, then there, there's there's no. Uh, I don't like malicious mocking of people. By the way, I've, I don't do it on my radio show, as you well know. And I am against it morally and religiously. He, there's a statement in uh, in Judaism that I learned as a little child. He who humiliates someone in public is considered to have killed him. 
uh, the Hebrew is brilliant because the Hebrew is he who whitens his neighbor's face is considered to have shed his blood. It works out perfectly because the blood drains from the face when you humiliate somebody. And I've, I have lived by that. This show uh, prohibited any Monica Lewinsky joke during the Clinton era. I, I, was, I was on record as, uh, as just simply saying, I will hang up on you if you tell a Monica Lewinsky joke. I don't know of any other talk show at that time that did not allow one. I'm, I'm sure there were others, but I didn't know of any. So I take this stuff extremely seriously. This was not a mockery. It was a joke. I don't know Will Smith, and I don't know Chris Rock, and I don't know Hollywood. I don't like Hollywood. I can't stand Hollywood. It has contributed nothing in in, in my lifetime to this country. It did before my lifetime. It it did. It made movies that, that were... That were that honored the country, that honored religion, that honored the family, that honored fathers, that honored goodness. And then came the sixties, seventies, and it was it was generally utterly downhill. So that is how I uh, that is that is how it struck me. Henderson, Nebraska, and. That, uh, let me get your name because it, it seems like an unfamiliar name. What is your name in uh, in Henderson, Nebraska? Is it Crail? That's correct, one hundred percent correct. Are there any other um, Crails? Uh, well, for sure, at least two. I was named after one, and uh-huh. I think I've ran. <laughs> okay. in, I don't know that I've ever ran into another one with my name. Right. So. Exactly. All right. Go ahead. Question is. In Proverbs 8, I've heard you talk about this many times, where you talk about the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. and in No, the- no, lo- to love the Lord is to hate. If you love God, you must hate evil. That's the... That's the right. The fear yeah. of the Lord. Well, I've just... No, not from- fear. No, it's not fear. There, there are oh, other right. statements that wisdom begins with fear of the Lord. This verse is, right. if you... Those of you who love the Lord must hate evil. It's a command. And is that Proverbs eight thirteen? I, I don't know the number. I don't know. I'll get the okay. number for you. But that, but that is the exact sentence. Question is in in the current world the way that our world is defining hate. I'm just curious about how you would define that and what that actually means for All us. All right, fair enough. I'll work on that for you. We'll be back. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. 
Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. All right, everybody, Dennis Prager here. And I'm talking to a uh, Mark Mills with the with the City Journal. Is that correct? You're with the. I'm, I'm having trouble back here in uh, Florida. Yeah, senior <laughs> fellow at the Manhattan Institute. He's terrific, and he has the latest PragerU video. How much energy does the world need? By the way, to my last caller, it's actually uh, Psalm ninety-seven ten. If you want to look it up, I'll I'll deal with that uh, later. I have to uh, uh, go to a critically important issue. How much energy do we need? This is How Much Energy Does the World Need is the name of the video. Let's begin it. It's, it's up at PragerU. It's this week's video. Mark Mills is a senior fellow again at the Manhattan Institute. We're headed toward an exciting all-renewable energy future. Wind and solar will power the world of tomorrow. And tomorrow isn't far off. It's time to wake up. You're having a dream. Here's the reality. Oil, natural gas, and coal provide 84% of all the world's energy. That's down just two percentage points from 20 years ago. And oil still powers nearly 97% of all global transportation. Contrary to headlines claiming that we're rapidly transitioning away from fossil fuels, it's just not happening. Two decades and $5 trillion of governments investing in green energy, and we've barely moved the needle. This was supposed to be easy. Why is it so hard? In a word, rocks. To get the same amount of energy from solar and wind that we now get from fossil fuels, we're going to have to massively increase mining by more than 1,000%. This isn't speculation. This is physics. Copper, iron ore, silicon, nickel, chromium, zinc, cobalt, lithium, graphite, and rare earth metals like neodymium. We need them all. And then those metals and materials have to be turned into motors, turbine blades, solar panels, batteries, and hundreds of other industrial components. That also takes lots of energy, which requires even more mining. As a World Bank study put it, these green technologies are, in fact, significantly more material intensive than our current energy mix. That may be the understatement of the century. Raw materials uh, let's go to the man himself, centers. Mark Mills. There's a terrific video. It is up at PragerU. You need to show it to people. People who don't uh, agree need to refute it with facts, not not with uh, labels like climate deniers. Mark Mills, uh, th- thank you for the terrific video, uh, first of all. Well, th- th- thank you for the invitation to uh, to create it. Yes, sir. You're welcome. You begin with they're living in a fantasy world, and that's that's probably the key thing to understand. What do you think? I, I, this is this is not a an answer that you can give with a statistic, but I'm curious since you so delve into it, what animates people to live in, in this fantasy world? <laughs> Uh, well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, that that uh, takes me out of the realm of physics into psychology, right. where, yes. where I have opinions, but not 
deep. I know. I said I can't. You can't cite data. I'm just curious because you work on it so much. I know you've you've had to have thought about it. I have. Yeah, I would say there's two things. One is uh, people have convictions that are very strongly held, even if I think they're misguided. Those are very strong convictions about the urgency to stop using. You know, hydrocarbons, fossil fuels. They believe that's important. You know, you know the reasons for because of the climate, the impending apocalypse. So if you if you have that conviction, you know, you're animated by well, I'm calling a fantasy that you can do something about how we get our energy. I would say the other feature, and maybe the most serious feature, because even for people without a high conviction that we have to do something. The, the biggest fantasy that's been promulgated is the idea that alternatives to oil, gas, and coal are cheap and easy. That's the fantasy that, that I've mm-hmm. tried to unbundle, both in the video and in my work. It's, it's just not true that it's cheap and easy to change how the world gets its energy. That's, that's the fantasy. And I think people believe that technology is just as if it was magical in giving us smartphones and artificial intelligence, it can be equally magical in giving us cheap energy from things other than fossil fuels. And that's that's a profound, what you would call, category error. It, they just aren't the same thing. Well, I think the, uh, the giveaway is that they oppose nuclear power. And when we come back, i got to take a break. When, they, when we come back, I'd like you to address the issue of why would anybody oppose nuclear power, which is real, which works, and and has no carbon emissions. I'm speaking with Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute, this week's PragerU video, which you should send to everyone in your life. How much energy will the world need? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. This is March 31st which is the last day of fundraising month for PragerU. We are doing important work. We have over a billion views a year. Most of the views are people under 35 years of age. This video, How Much Energy Will the World Need, by Mark Mills, of the Manhattan Institute is an example of the videos that we put out They are spectacularly accurate, spectacularly effective, and if you want to save this country, there are a number of ways and things you can do, but I don't know what's better than helping PragerU touch people's lives. 
whatever you give today will be tripled. Tripled. Give a hundred dollars, it's three hundred dollars. Give a thousand, it's three thousand. Give ten, it's thirty. PragerU.com or call eight three three PragerU. Mark Mills, why don't they advocate nuclear power if they're serious about the existential threat of carbon emissions? Well, that's uh, that's another one of those. <laughs> We're doing a psychiatry show, which is fun. Uh, you 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 may have forgotten because I told you some time ago, and you had no reason to remember. I was I spent a lot of the years of my life advocating and de- for and defending nuclear energy because I in my Youth, I was at, actually at the site of the accident of Three Mile Island for the week of the accident. And uh, that was my introduction, a Canadian immigrant to America at the time, to the uh, kind of debates one has about energy, because I had spent years on the road, TV and radio, defending the virtues of nuclear energy. And I still feel the same way. It's, it is the only phenomenology, the only form of energy that's been invented that's new in the last century. Solar power is older. It's invention. It's the only thing that is profoundly different than anything else. Anything else. Uh, but uh, environmentalists have used to, you know, you, you, you doubtless know the history here, but back in the early days, the environmental organizations supported nuclear power for the correct reasons. Far less land, far less materials, you know, all, all the benefits you want of lower impacts on the environment, uh, incredible technology, and they converted to opponents and have, I think there's some fracturing in the environmental community today. There are environmentalists who do support it cautiously, but most that don't seem to. Michael Schellenberger, who is a confirmed and a brilliant environmentalist who has written about this, as you know, has been indefatigable in promoting and defending existing and promoting new nuclear plants. But he's a, a rare, shining light. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, the, the left hates him, so it's, it's, it's irrelevant, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. <laughs> See, my, my theory is they don't, they don't give a damn about uh, carbon emissions. They give a damn about restructuring society. And carbon emissions, which I think they now believe will destroy the world, but they believe that every 12 years, uh, I, I think they just want to reorder the world in some fantasy, which is how you began your great video. They live in this fantasy world that will just be powered by the sun and wind, and life will be rosy and yummy. But of course, uh, as I've lived long enough to know, the moment that would happen, there would be another existential crisis. Without existential crises, there is no left. That's my take. I I think, you know, our, our, our Venn diagrams overlap, as they say, I think. It is a lot about control. It's a lot about hate of big. So it's it's. I'm just waiting for them to hate big wind and big solar, uh, and big battery because, you know, that the support for things that aren't possible converts into opposition to the possible when it begins to scale and become a big industry. But uh, no, there's a lot of truth to that. I think some environmentalists are honest in writing that they think the solution to the insults humans have on the planet, and of course I, I, I'm quote-unquote air-quoting that, that's silly, humans <laughs> humans are part of, of nature, but they uh, overtly uh, claim that their solution is to make everybody poorer, to have less wealth in the world in the future because people are a blight 
So some of them are honest about that. And, uh, and I think that is part of the conviction. It's either power or distaste for humanity and the fact that we have lots of people that want to become wealthier. It's, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre world uh, view, a bizarre belief that I've been fighting for if decades. The, if the United States and Canada tomorrow used no carbon based power, energy, none, some magic happened in North America, what effect would it have on the overall carbon effect, which is regarded as the source of global warming? Well, to use a technical term, it would have bupkis. <laughs> it wouldn't matter very much because we're, we have a world, as you know, of 7 billion people. Uh, if we if we disappeared, the few hundred million in North America, uh, the seven billion want to grow and expand, and they are as we speak, not only burning more fuel, they're burning more coal. China is not just doubled down; they've tripled down on their coal expansion in the wake of the Ukraine Russia oil gas uh, X ray crisis, and the the world will, will will proceed. It will proceed with with or without us. That's that's the terrible truth for the environmentalists who think that we can lead the way. We're not leading the way anywhere except to economic ruin for North America. God, it, it, it was worth having you just for that last uh, statement. It will go nowhere except to lead to the ruin, economic ruin of North America. And here I am an optimist that I'm killing but I'm optimistic we'll, we'll, defeat, we'll defeat the forces of evil on this because it, it's just not – I mean, I came to this country. I'm an American now, too, because it's a remarkable place. Most people don't buy that story. And as they learn that the fantasy that we can easily not use hydrocarbons, not use fossil fuels, they learn it just through the pricing mechanism. The costs are going up yep, because exactly. the factories are expensive. All right. Listen, my friend, you do great work. Mark Mills' video, How Much Energy Will the World Need, is up at PragerU. Thank you, Mark Mills. Thank you all for helping PragerU. I don't understand how parents in the Eau Claire School District in Wisconsin continue to send their children to the public schools there. This is from the Daily Mail yesterday. A Wisconsin school district has instructed its teaching staff not to reveal pupils' gender identities if students reveal it to their teachers while in class. The instructions were explained to educators and included as part of staff development training with the Eau Claire School District. Staff was specifically told that if a student told a staff member they were gay or transgender, they should not reveal such information to the child's parents. But there is far from blanket agreement with the policy sitting uncomfortably with teachers and prospective board members alike. They're asking them to withhold that from the parents. They're asking teachers to keep secrets, said Nicole Everson, Eau Claire school board candidate. Everson teamed up with fellow board candidates Corey Cronrath and Melissa Winter, stating that guidelines showed, quote, blatant disregard for parental rights and responsibilities. Uh, 
They're asking teachers not to communicate with parents about issues that pertain to the child. I'm responsible for my child until they move out or they're 18 years old, and so I have the sole decision-making of what goes on with my child. That is correct. Tim Norton, Eau Claire School Board President, says the statement was completely taken out of context and is designed primarily with student safety in mind. This was a professional development session talking about students who are LGBTQ and the extremely high rates they have of mental health difficulties, suicide attempts, and depression. What does that have to do with taking it out of context? It's not out of context at all, then. That's it. That's, that's, that's what they're doing. There is a way to solve most problems in this country just by immediately removing children from most schools, private as well as public. That, that, is, the, that is step number one. It would be, that would be the beginning of the American Second Revolution. The collapse of the places that distort life and distort your child's soul, conscience, and intellect the American school system, from kindergarten through graduate school. You have it in your hands to make this country great again. And if you don't like the phrase, how about dropping again? You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.